Hello, Word Nerds. Welcome to the very last episode of the letter D. Give me some applause. Perfect. Um, today, today I have my lovely wife, Sharon, to, to do our annual, no, it's not even annual. It's a, uh, how, how would you put that? Every letter, at the end of every letter, we do this. It is now a tradition. What's the tradition? The tradition is that you come on the very last episode of the letter. And in addition to that, we have some sparkling or some sort of alcoholic drink. So far, it's been all sparkling that starts with the letter D. So I spent way too much time trying to find a sparkling wine that starts with the letter D. I was it's can you you don't even know how few brands that start with D or types of sparkling wines that start with D. So I ended up getting two because Sharon likes the dry and I like the sweet. So for Sharon, I got um, a, the, the brand is Decoy and it is a Brut Cuvée sparkling wine. So D is Decoy. And then for myself, now I don't even think this really is a sparkling wine, even though it was in the sparkling section. Um, I got a Moscato Diasti, D apostrophe A-S-T-I. It's a semi-sweet, I think is what it is. And the brand is Viola Rosa. Uh, so uh, the, let's, let's have a little uh, cheers, cheers, and uh, have a little sip. How do you like it? It's good. Um, but I always get a little burpy when I start drinking sparkling wine. So <laughs> I will try not to burp too much, but you can edit that out. Yeah, maybe maybe this will be one of the few episodes that I don't edit out the burps. Um, so is this a thing, doing this with me at the end of each letter, is this a thing that you now dread, this tradition that we've created, or do you were you looking forward to it? I don't dread it, and I don't necessarily look forward to it, but you bribe me with sparkling wine, so I can't complain. All right. Well, if you don't want to do it next year, you just tell me and I'll get somebody else to take next place. year. Is it going to take you a whole year to finish the ease? No, no. I think it's going to be closer to like eight or nine months. But, okay. You know, next next time. Next time. All right. Do you want to talk about these words? Absolutely. All right. Today we are finishing up. Well, the letter D, but also the the dis section. Uh, we've uh, the previous episode was full of dis words. Reminder: the prefix dis means abnormal or difficult or impaired or bad. So that's what you can think about when you're hearing us talk about these words. And you get stuck with an with the oddest section. The very end of a letter has, you know, the D, the Ys and Zs in there. So you get stuck with some weird words. But um, I think you might know a bit about some of these. The first word is dyspnea. You don't really say the P, just a little bit, and it is spelled D-Y-S-P-N-E-A, dyspnea. Noun from circa 1681. Do you know what this is? I do. I use this word almost every single day at work. It means uh, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing. Yeah, the book says difficult or labored respiration. Um, and so, of course, you know, dys prefix is talk talking about how it's abnormal or bad or difficult. Uh, dis, dyspnea, dyspneic, it's a hard word to say, dyspneic, that is an adjective. So uh, why do you use this word in your uh, day-to-day work? Well, um, for those who don't 
remember uh, my previous episodes or you talking about it, I am a nurse in my day job. So um, when I go through patients' charts on a daily basis, there are a lot of people who have dyspnea as a symptom. So I see this word and use it quite frequently, especially with cardiac patients. Um, we also refer to it as uh, dyspnea on exertion, although we use the medical abbreviation DOE because it's a lot easier than saying dyspnea on exertion. You can't even say dyspnea. Um, also, a lot of doctors just put shortness of breath or abbreviate that SOB, which... <laughs> what a son of a bitch. He's got shortness of breath. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I see this a lot. We're, we're starting off in a good place. Uh, we're batting a thousand. All right, uh, do you know anything about the etymology for this word? I'm going to have to assume it's Latin because every medical word is <laughs> yeah. Latin in origin. Yeah, well, it is Latin, uh, dispo, dyspnoia, there's a lot of vowels there, uh, but that is from the Greek, dyspnoia, which is from dyspnus, which means short of breath, uh, that is from the dis prefix, plus pnein, p-n-e-i-n, which means to breathe, so you put the dis prefix and it's short of breath, and there's more of the word sneeze, so hmm. sneeze is related to dyspnea. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all we got for that one. Um, I hope that none of us ever have to have the dyspnea because that's not going to be fun. And if you have dyspnea, what do you do? Well, you go see your doctor, <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people would hear, you know, shortness of breath, trouble breathing, and they might think you have something wrong with your lungs, which could be one of the reasons why you're having dyspnea, but also dyspnea can be an anginal equivalent. So you might actually have something wrong with your heart. You might have a lack of blood flow to your heart and uh, they call dyspnea an anginal equivalent. So there's a different anginal equivalents. I'm sure people have heard that if you're having a heart attack, you don't always have chest pain. Sometimes you have diaphoresis, which is sweating. I'm sure you covered that word. Probably, yeah. Uh, you can have dyspnea, you can have fatigue, you can have arm pain. So uh, there's those are called anginal equivalents. So just because you're having dyspnea, don't assume you have a respiratory infection or asthma. Um, you know, be aware of your body and what's going on and, and maybe go talk to your doctor because it could be an anginal equivalent, which is really bad because that could lead to a heart attack. Yeah, you should go to the doctor and say, I think I have an anginal equivalent, possibly. Can you please check me out? Absolutely. Save me. Um, okay, it is sound effect time. What do you want to do for a sound effect in today's episode? How about, since we're talking about shortness of breath and anginal equivalents, let's do like um, a heart sound. Mm, okay, like a, just like a... Lub-dub. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Lub-dub. All right, uh, the next word is, again, dyspnea, but it is spelled differently because it is the chiefly British variation of dyspnea, so us Americans, we like to spell it with an, uh, an N-E-A at the end, but the Brits like to spell it N-O-E-A, which is more appropriate to the, uh, the original Latin, 
and the uh, and the Greek as well, because you know they they respect their ancestors more than we Americans do. Dub dub. Next is dysprosium or dysprosium. Um, it's you you can tell how it's spelled. This is a noun from 1886. I don't think you're gonna know what this one is. It's not medical. Do you want to take a guess? Dysprosium. Dis yeah, dysprosium. Prosium. Maybe you should spell it. <laughs> D y s p r o s i u m. Dysprosium. Hmm. I guess if I had to take a guess, I would guess uh, abnormal. Fungi. <laughs> I'll give you a good hint. The think about the last two syllables of the word, and what other the zium. Uh, uh, what other words can you think of that end in like a Byzantium? Things like that. W- yeah. W- what sort of category do you think this is part of? Architecture, art. Oh no, not that word. <laughs> I was thinking of a different one. I don't know. Helium. <laughs> Helium? Yeah. It's another word for helium? No, it's not another word for helium. It's just in that category, in that world. I'll just tell you, why are we playing this game? This is an element of the rare earth group that forms highly magnetic compounds. And then it says to see the element table, which is coming up real soon because the E's are coming up soon. So we get to learn all about dysprosium. It's a rare earth element. Uh, This name is from the Greek... Oh, I said Byzantium. I was thinking Byzantine. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking Byzantium was like, yeah, that's an element, right? Maybe. I don't know my elements. I never memorized the periodic table. It sounds like something that's from a Marvel movie that's going to destroy one of the superheroes. Byzantium. Byzantium or dysprosium? Dysprosium is my kryptonite. So this is from the Greek dysprositos which means hard to get at. So I guess it was literally hard to get to, uh, which is from dis plus prositos, which means approachable, from prosinai, which means to approach. Oh my God, it just goes on and on. From pros plus ainai, which means to go. So going, approaching, approachable, and then just hard to get to the thing. And there's more at the word issue. So this is literally just named for the fact that it was hard to get, probably, or access. All right. Did you ever have to study the element table, the periodic table? Yeah, I had to take chemistry. Well, obviously, in high school, we all take chemistry. Uh, And then I had to take uh, college chemistry as one of my prereqs for nursing school. And uh, did you have all these memorized at one point? No, but (laughs) I did get an A. (laughs) Hey, that's all that matters. Clearly, you're not using dysprosium in your day-to-day life, and neither am I. Sound effect, please. Loved up. You even got the uh, the chest beat. Um, okay, this one you might know a bit about, possibly. It is dysrhythmia. That would be an... Oh, I'm sorry. Are you supposed to say your stuff first? Oh, no, go for it. That would be an abnormal heart rhythm. Yes, I got more information to say. Firstly, we are going to spell this because, you know, there's a lot of weird letters next to each other here. D-Y-S-R-H-Y-T-H-M-I-A. Dysrhythmia. Noun from circa 1909. It is 
an abnormal rhythm, but especially a disordered rhythm exhibited in a record of electrical activity of the brain or heart. Uh, did you know that this could be part of the brain too? Um, honestly, no, but I can see that probably, um, if they're doing an EEG, uh, they might be able to track dysrhythmias in the brain. It's a lot easier to track them in the heart with an EKG or a heart monitor. What rhythms are there in the brain? Um, like I know I've seen scans, but like, I guess there's a certain periodic rhythm of brain waves. I've heard of gamma waves and stuff like that. So maybe, maybe, I don't know. I never heard of that. Those rhythms, those, that electrical activity rhythm could get out of whack too. I guess if you have, you know, seizure disorder, yeah, uh, possibly Parkinson's. That could do it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of disorders that affect the brain and central nervous system. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I'll have to look more into that. Yeah, you should. I don't, I don't deal with that type of stuff no. at work. I do deal with a lot of heart dysrhythmias, though. But not the brain stuff. Not the brain stuff. Yeah. So much. Um, and the, just the basic definition is an abnormal rhythm. So I think that if somebody uh, is a terrible dancer and they have no <laughs> rhythm, uh, they would have the dysrhythmia because they can't <laughs> dance so good. Bad drummer. <laughs> right, a bad drummer. Uh, you definitely don't want a drummer with dysrhythmia. Uh, okay. Oh, and dysrhythmic or dysrhythmic, that is an adjective. Blub, blub. That is not a dysrhythmia, but if I went blub, 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 Dub, blub, dub, dub, blub, 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 That would be a dysrhythmia. Okay, the next word is dysthymia. There's a T-H-Y in the middle there. A noun from 1844. Do you, have you heard of this one, dysthymia? It sounds very familiar. Is it a, um, does it have to do with depression? Mm-hmm, yeah. Why did you think of that? Just in your memory bank somewhere? Somewhere. Somewhere in my medical school background. (laughs) So this is uh, a mood disorder characterized by chronic, mildly depressed or irritable mood, often accompanied by other symptoms like eating and sleeping disturbances, fatigue, and poor self-esteem, called also dysthymic disorder. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know a lot about the specifics of the kinds of depression, but uh, maybe all types of depression would be called a dysthymia in the medical world. Dysthymic dysthymic disorder, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see. So, yeah, eating, sleeping disturbances. uh, Yeah, that's the thing about depression is that you you start to feel bad and then you just want to sleep. And then because you're sleeping so much, you don't want to get up. It's like this vicious cycle and you feel bad about yourself and nothing feels good. And it's uh, it's it sucks. It sucks. So, you know, therapy and drugs, maybe they're going to help. Uh, and dysthymic is an adjective or a noun. You got anything else for dysthymia? No. You got any dysthymia right now going reading the dictionary with me? Not right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, sound effect, please. Loved up. Next is dystocia, D-Y-S-T-O-C-I-A, noun from circa 1706. Uh, Do you know what this one is? Sounds like a dystopic 
world. Oh, we'll get to dystopia soon. Don't you be jumping ahead. Uh, you probably may have learned this in, in nursing school, but you definitely don't deal with this on a day-to-day basis. Uh, this is slow or difficult labor or delivery. Dystocia. I do not deal with women in labor. No, you do not. But I did in nursing school. Yeah. Did you ever uh, see any slow or difficult labors or deliveries? I mean, I would say most labors are probably (laughs) slow um, and difficult. Uh, I did watch one live birth and one cesarean section Mm. while I was in nursing school. And um, those are just two of the many reasons why I do not want kids and have never had children. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, and one of the many reasons why I did not get into that type of nursing, but then I was also going to add in also why you don't want kids. <laughs> no, actually, I liked doing um, labor and delivery. I actually um, enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, I didn't, I did not get into that No type of nursing. I wonder what it is. What, how slow or difficult does it have to be to be called dystocia that's just a hypothetical question for the room mothers write in with your answers somebody write in so this is from the greek dystokia which is from dis plus tokos which means childbirth so it's an abnormal childbirth uh, akin to the greek word tiktin which means to give birth to and there's more at the word thane t-h-a-n-e so yep Dystocia, maybe if you're uh, if you're having a baby and you got a uh, slow or difficult labor and you hear this word used by the doctors and the nurses, you will you can say, "Hey, I heard on the dictionary Spencer talked about dystocia with Sharon." All right. Next is dystonia, noun from 1860. Um, do you want to take a guess again or just have me Go for it. Dystonia. No, this is a medical term yeah. that I'm familiar with. Um, it's uh, abnormal muscle movements. I believe when your muscles are uh, involuntarily contracting. Yeah, this is um, any of various conditions like Parkinson's disease and torticollis that are characterized by abnormalities of movement and muscle tone. And actually, in the previous episode, there was something else that was related. Let's see if I can find it quick. Uh, Let's see. Here it is. Uh, Dyskinesia. Uh, That was impairment of voluntary movements resulting in fragmented or jerky motions. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, dyskinesia and dystonia are related. Um, So I guess Parkinson's is a type of dystonia. Does that sound right? I would say one of the symptoms of Parkinson's is dystonia. I wouldn't necessarily categorize it at, what did you, well, because the the beginning says any of various conditions as Parkinson's disease and torticollis. Mm. So that's what I thought, but I I don't know. These medical terms get weird. Like how do you use it exactly in context? Yeah, I guess it could be a symptom. Also, it is a di- that is also the disorder? I don't know. I don't know how they characterize it. Yeah. I would have to look that up. It's the all-encompassing world of abnormalities of movement and muscle tone. Uh, dystonic is an adjective. Can I have a gin and dystonic? 
I don't know. That's a bad joke for something that's serious. <laughs> Sound effects. Love dub. Next is dystopia. D-Y-S-T-O-P-I-A. Noun from circa 1950. Not medical at all. Number one, an imaginary place. Imaginary? Does it have to be imaginary? Where people lead dehumanized and often fearful lives. Wow, I guess how else are you going to describe a dystopia? It's just a really bad place to live. That's what I would say. Dehumanized and often fearful lives. I feel like we're already living in a dystopia. Uh, Yeah, right? (laughs) Uh, Yes, in many ways, it definitely feels like just the world is a dystopia. Getting closer and closer every day with climate change. Which is not stopping climate change, women's rights getting taken away, trans uh, rights getting taken away, uh, immigrants' rights being taken away, refugees' rights being taken away. Yeah, denial of climate change. I mean, you name it, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, just this morning, what is today? Uh, May 18th. Um, I just this morning I listened to a podcast and at the very end they gave a couple of like here's some other news things and it was just like you said it was uh, Florida is now uh, banning young people from getting um, transition treatment and banning the use of preferred pronouns in schools banning books banning books banning talk about black history and and Texas is doing the same thing with uh, transitioning and then they also mentioned climate change and how there was like how it's even worse I don't remember the specifics I think I read right now that there are about 45 states that have some sort of bill that they're proposing to basically uh, take away trans rights or forty-five of the states have I something. Think I think that's what I read. I could be wrong. Oh, I could be boy. wrong. I don't want to look it up right now, but no. Um, yeah, this is. You know what? We're celebrating the last episode <laughs> hey, of the D's. Sometimes. This is important stuff to talk about, but also. We don't need to dwell on it all the we time. We don't need to dwell on it because we all dwell on it all the time. And a lot of right. people might listen to the dictionary to escape from <laughs> hearing about stuff like that constantly in their news feeds. Yeah, that's what people come here for. Um, just the last thing I'll say about that was when I heard all those things on the news thing, I, I was the, the, the podcast, I was just like, oh, yes, thank you for bringing me back to all these terrible things that I try to forget about on my day to day life. Like, I just want to I want to be aware of it and talk about it. But sometimes I just want to forget about it. Now let's listen to How Did This Get Made? Yes. One of the best podcasts, most goofy podcast ever. No, the best podcast is Films to Be Buried With. Yes. Also, another one of the best ones is Ologies. Analogies. We could go on this track for a while. <laughs> um, also, Horse Talk Horror. No. Um, <laughs> n- number two for dystopia is the number two definition for the word anti-utopia which I guess I read that in the A's, but I don't remember it. So the opposite of a utopia is a dystopia. Maybe by the time I get to the word utopia, the whole world will be a utopia. (laughs) Not at the rate we're going. (laughs) Uh, Dystopian is an adjective. Uh, I think it might be my sound effect time. (laughs) Next is dystrophic. Adjective from 
Uh, number one A, relating to or caused by faulty nutrition. And one B, relating to or affected with a dystrophy, which is coming up later this episode, as in, I'm going to guess that's related to nutrition, as in a dystrophic patient. Uh, have you, you come across this one in uh, maybe not nursing school necessarily, but I know you studied some nutrition and stuff like that. Well, I don't think dyst- dystrophic is necessarily due to um, malnutrition. Wasting away could be because you have muscular dystrophy oh. or some other uh, like MS or last night when we were watching, was it last night or the night before when we were watching uh, the new season of Queer Eye? Yeah. There was the, um, that poor oh, man who speedy. was in the, Speedy, Speedy was in a car accident and he was paralyzed from the chest down and his legs were becoming, uh, I would, I would say atrophied, but also I guess dystrophy, um, dystrophic, dystrophic. Yeah. Um, he, he was saying how he, um, because of the, the spine, the nerve damage that he has less of an appetite. So he doesn't want to eat that much. So in general, he's just been getting skinnier and skinnier. So, and he can't move his legs so he can't increase his muscle mass. Right, right. So he may have some form of uh, dystrophy, dystrophy, or he's dystrophic. Um, but yeah, so it sounds like, like you mentioned, muscular dystrophy. So that's not necessarily because you're not eating the right foods, but there's something going on in your body that your your the nutrition in your body isn't working correctly, or you're not processing things necessarily the right way, or whatever whatever it is. For some reason, the nutrition is off. Uh, But we also have number two, totally unrelated to uh, nutrition in a body. This one is talking about a lake. And this is brownish with much dissolved humic matter, a sparse bottom fauna, and a high oxygen consumption. So I guess the nutrition of the lake, the, the things that keep the lake nice and healthy are maybe off here because it's brown. There's a lot of humic matter, which I have no idea what that is. Uh, the bottom doesn't have a lot of fauna. There's not a lot of plants at the bottom. So yeah, the, the ecology, the environment of the lake is off. So it's dystrophic. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no etymology for this one. It doesn't say where this trophic part comes from exactly, but I'm going to assume it's Greek. Uh, and if, um, if it weren't for Sharon... Um, I may have some, uh, I may be dystrophic, could have been dystrophic because my nutrition was just terrible eating, uh, nasty, unhealthy food. So I appreciate you kicking my ass into gear. Anytime. Anytime. Okay. Sound effect. Loved up. Dystrophin is next. Noun from 1987. This is a protein that is associated with a transmembrane complex of skeletal muscle cells and that is absent in Duchenne muscular dystrophy and deficient or defective in Becker muscular dystrophy. Um, I just uh, heard myself talk about those words recently, Duchenne muscular dystrophy and Becker muscular dystrophy. Do you know what those are? I mean, I know what they are, but not, I don't know the the differences. Yeah. 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 I think uh, Becker was just another form of it. And 
What I found interesting um, for Duchenne, that one is, uh, it's a severe progressive X-linked muscular dystrophy of males. Is that talking about the X chromosome? chromosome. The males get mm-hmm. the X and a Y. So the X comes from whoever and and it's uh, it's a maybe a mutation or something like that. But yeah, it's a muscular dystrophy. I think the X comes from the mother. And so I think it's a Does it always genetic come from the mother? Condition oh yeah, that's right. handed down from just the the mom's right, side right. or the mother. Uh, um, yeah, cuz I remember hearing that it's the the second one is the X or the Y which is always determined by the dad. Yeah, the dad always determines the the sex. Right, right. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, it's a muscular dystrophy, and this dystrophin is a protein that is associated with all of that stuff. Uh, Audrey, do you want to make a, a heart a heart sound effect? Will you make any sounds whatsoever? No, I don't think so. Lub dub, dystrophy, noun from nineteen o one, number one. A condition produced by faulty nutrition. And of course we learned. However, whatever way that happens, uh, you might get some dystrophy. So, I mean, I guess if you're, Sharon, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you do, if you have bad nutrition, if you're eating very terrible foods, could you potentially then get dystrophy? Or, I mean, that's what I would think based on what this says, a condition produced by faulty nutrition or... Is this faulty nutrition coming from uh, your body not dealing with things correctly? So I think I established that dystrophy doesn't necessarily need to come from bad nutrition. It's something that can happen because of a you know a condition that you're born with, muscular right. dystrophy or but it could be either. MS. If if you have bad poor nutrition then your muscles can waste away. Yeah. So, as of course I have said many times, you know, eat your vegetables and your healthy foods and try not to eat so much meat and dairy because that stuff's not so great. Well, I think I don't think it's so much of that. I think it's more like people Fried. who don't have food at all. Like people mm-hmm. in third world mm-hmm. countries who yeah. literally don't have food. I mean, people's muscles, you can eat all the food, all the healthy food in the world, but if you sit on the couch all day and don't work out, your muscles are going to waste away. Yeah, I you, was just gonna say. It's, so it's it's not so much about the, the quality of food that you eat, I think it's more about um, not getting enough nutrients to where your body is almost eating itself like Mm. literally eating its own muscles and your muscles are wasting away. Yeah. There's a lot of things. There's the type of food you eat, which could be um, the things that I mentioned, but also, you know, like things that have a lot of uh, sugar, preservatives, fried, you know, all of those things. And then also, like you said, people who just don't have access to food and don't get to eat food. Um, And then also your physical activity. Now this though is specifically saying your nutrition, um, but I, I obviously, if you are just sitting on your butt all day, there, some things are not gonna go very well in your body. Yeah, I think they're referring specifically to people who are not just taking in enough nutrients, not yeah, taking yeah. in bad nutrients, but not taking in enough nutrients in general. Right. 
Um, and then number two, um, any any myogenic atrophy, especially muscular dystrophy. That would also be dystrophy, obviously, because it's right in there in the name. Anything else about dystrophy? Uh, sound effect, please. Blub dub. This is the very last of the D-Y words. It is dysuria. D-Y-S-U-R-I-A. You could also say dish urea if you so choose. Noun from the 14th century. This is difficult or painful discharge of urine. And uh, Sharon, why might someone get this possibly? Um, if they had a urinary tract infection, if they had an STD, if they had an enlarged prostate, uh, there's lots of different re- reasons. Bladder infection. Yeah. So if you got some painful discharge when it hurts to pee, that's what we're trying to say. If it hurts to pee, go to your doctor because you might have dysuria. It says compared to uh, strangury, S-T-R-A-N-G-U-R-Y. Do you know what that is? I do not. Yeah, I don't know if that would be something similar, related, or I can't imagine it would be the opposite. The opposite would be like, oh, when I pee, it feels amazing. <laughs> I mean, sometimes when, when you've been holding it for a while, it That's really true. does feel amazing. <laughs> it really does. It really does. I've been in that situation for sure. It's like, oh my God, thank you so much for that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever really had dysuria, so that's good. Uh, you know, don't do that. (laughs) Sound effect. Love dub. I think it was your turn for a sound effect. Well, I'll do the next one then. Okay. Okay, the next word is DZ. This is all lowercase, and it is an abbreviation for, do you want to take a guess? Donkey zebra. Donkey zebra. Oh, I hope that those two can mate and we have a DZ. I think I think the can they? they exist. Oh yes. Have donkey have zebra. I forget what they're called, but I'm pretty sure they're an actual thing. They're just called DZs. DZ. Now she's gonna look it up. I feel like I've definitely seen something that's half zebra because I remember seeing like zebra stripes on the back and something on the front, but I don't know if it was a donkey or a horse or. Yep. A- Okay. What? You want to take a guess what it's called? Oh, man. I've heard it. I know I've definitely heard it. Wait. No, literally, donkey and zebra. Is it a combination of the names? So it's either a zonkey. It's got to be a zonkey, right? Or a, a debra? A debra? It's a Z-donk. <laughs> Z-E-E-D-O-N-K. A zonkey is a cross between a zebra and a donkey. Wait, you just said a zonkey. A Z-donk, I said. Yeah, but then you said zonkey. Oh, a zon- Oh, yeah, is, I don't does know. Does it say both? Well, okay, so actually there's there's zonkey, zebra donkey, zebadonk. Zebadonk. Or a Z-donk. There's lots of different names for them. And I, I feel bad for these animals because they're genetically bred and I don't yeah. really believe in crossbreeding animals like that. But they are really, really cute. They look like... um donkeys wearing striped um pants socks <laughs> oh yeah th- these this one's just the legs just the legs it's are just striped. The, yeah most of them it's just really the, yeah it's just the legs the top half looks like a donkey and then the their legs are just striped and it's Man. they're really cute and they look um they look a little bit softer 
hmm. than than I uh, a normal donkey, which you know some of their hair gets kind of coarse and yeah. Um, yeah, you know, really some cute. dude, some somebody just got high and they were like, what would it look like if you crossed a zebra with just anything? What would that donkey look like with stripes? Um, obviously, I have to now post a picture of a, well, I think zonky makes the most sense. Not, not, zet, what was it? Zedonk? Zebdonk? Zedonk. Zedonk. Uh. Zedonk. That's Zedonk. the French, that's how the French refer to <laughs> Zebra, DZ's. zebra, DZ's. So, so am I right? Is DZ donkey zebra? Nope, you're wrong. It stands for dozen, like twelve of, of a thing. Ugh, that was just way too obvious. Okay, but you got another shot. Lub dub, I lub dub, lub dub, lub dub, lub dub. The last word, the very last word, is DZ, all caps. This one is an abbreviation for. Can you come up with something different? Dozen! But like really excited about <laughs> about it. It's like when you're typing caps and you're emailing or texting somebody. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that has to be it, right? That's it. That's it. Um, I'm very it's also, excited dozen. Yeah. Uh, it's also drop zone. We're going to send a dozen Z-donks in the drop zone. <laughs> Uh, okay, we we finished it. We did it. That was so exciting. Cheers to us, even though I, we finished finished a drink. Um, it is word of the episode time. So I will quickly reread the words. We had dyspnea, dyspnea, dysprosium. Do you need to remind, do you want me to remind you? Okay, uh, dysprosium, dysrhythmia, dysthymia, dystocia, dystonia, dystopia, dystrophic, dystrophin, dystrophy, dysuria, DZ, and DZ. What do you like as the word of the episode? I'm gonna go lowercase DZ because I love donkey zebras. Who doesn't love a donkey zebra? But also I love a dozen vegan donuts. Yeah, from the chunky scone. Woo-hoo. Or anywhere, but specifically that, because he was on a, he was in this podcast. And Oscar makes delicious, delicious vegan donuts. Yes, he does. And I think we need some more, don't we? Yes, we do. We do. Okay, DZ is the word of the episode. Do you want to sing a song about DZ dozen? Or let me make a fool out of myself again. Yeah, I can do I can do something. Let's see. Um once upon a time, I had plenty of nothing, which is fine with me, but now I have a dozen vegan donuts from the Chunky Scone in Highland Park, Illinois. That makes me the happiest goy. It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Uh, I didn't hear specifically DZ, but dozen is close enough. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. I'm just impressed that you actually went for it because uh, I was not expecting that. Um, hey, everybody. We finished the D's. I'm so proud of all of us. We did such a good job over the last year, almost exactly a year, I think. Um, so come back again. Listen to more uh, episodes at some point in the future. 
hopefully before the end of 2023, I will start the E's. Uh, I have a lot of other things to work on, but when I start the ease, I'm going down to five days a week, Monday through Friday, none of this seven days a week nonsense. So I'm so sorry, you're gonna get two less episodes a week, but it's just gonna extend this out, which is what everybody wants. Uh, Sharon, any last words? Mm, donuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have donuts for dinner, right? Yep. Donuts for dinner. All right. We're adults. We are adults. We're really good at adulting. Um, that's it. That's it. Thank you very, very, very much for listening. We are officially done with the letter D. I am so happy. And until next time, some amount of months from now, uh, this has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Bye.